0: Welcome to The Prophet's Hour, a broadcast ministry of the Anointed School of Prophets, Incorporated and the Prophet's House of Jesus Christ, founder and overseer Dr. Roseanne L. Tolliver. The Prophet's Hour. Praise the Lord, Saints. Welcome to this edition of The Prophet's Hour. Amen. Today we are going to take a look at the 23rd Psalm, Psalms 23, and I pray that the word of God be a blessing to all of us who are listening and reading along, and I pray that we all, myself included, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. First, giving honor to God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Amen. My overseer and pastor, Dr. Roseanne L. Tolliver of the Anointed School of Prophets Incorporated and in the Prophets House of Jesus Christ. Amen. going to take a look at Psalm 23 of the 23rd Psalm today. And let's see, we'll start right at verse 1. Excuse me as I flip through my notes here. Psalm 23 verse 1 which says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want verse 1 says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want okay the Lord that's talking about Jesus and he is my shepherd he is our shepherd amen and a shepherd is a person who tends to and and feeds sheep. A person who tends and rears sheep. A shepherd is a man employed in tending, feeding, and guarding sheep in the pasture. A man, a person or a man employed in tending, feeding, and guarding sheep in the pasture. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord is our shepherd. Now we know that, that's obvious. What the Lord laid on my heart though is, are we as his people, are we being sheep? Are we acting as sheep? Are we truly sheep? Amen? Amen. Are we truly his sheep? And so with that being said, Psalm 100 verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God, It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And we know that he is our shepherd. But are we being his sheep? Amen. And so with that, we're going to go to Romans chapter 10. And uh, no, we're going to go to John first. First, we're going to go to John chapter 10. And we'll just get a few verses out of John chapter 10. What the Lord laid on my heart is, are we being sheep? Okay. John chapter 10, verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. First thing, the sheep hear his voice. Amen. And then it says, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Thank you, Jesus. This also means sheep must be able to be led. Amen. Sheep must be able to be led which means we must be able to follow because if we as sheep are being led that means we are following someone amen romans 8 and 14 says for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god amen for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god So we as God's sheep, we as God's people have to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? And in John chapter 10, verse 3, it says, and the sheep hear his voice. They hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Uh, Verse 4 says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, means he, he leads them. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. But in verse 4 it says, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross actually says Luke 9 23 and he said to them all if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me we have to follow Jesus we have to be able to follow Jesus see the scripture says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death The the word tells us that we are to lean not unto our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Amen. Amen. We are not to go our own way. We are to follow him. We are to let him lead us. We are to be led by the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And and in being a sheep. It says the sheep hear his voice. Amen. Amen. The sheep hear his voice. We have to be able. The the scripture says the meek will he guide in judgment. Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Not by our own mind. Not by our own will. Not by our own desire. Not by our flesh. Amen. Not by the will and desires of the enemy. But we are led by his spirit. As his sheep. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. And so it says here, uh, John chapter 10, verse 4 And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And we putteth forth his own sheep. I'm sorry, verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Amen. He says the sheep hear his voice. Okay, so let's talk about hearing. So with that being said, let's go to Romans chapter 10. Now we go to Romans chapter 10. Okay, and let's look at We will look at verse, I'll just jump in right here, verse 9, okay? It says, Romans chapter 10, start at verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Okay? I'm going to go back to verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe. So we're dealing with belief and confession. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Belief and confession. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we have belief that works unto righteousness and confession that is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed there is no difference between the jew and the greek for the same lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call this is the confession for whosoever shall call for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved how then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed in other words he's saying you got to believe first in order to call on. how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? In other words, they got to hear of him before they can believe in him. Amen. See, this is getting to what he's saying. His sheep hear his voice. You got to hear him first before you can even believe. Man, you got to hear the voice of God so your soul can say, oh, that's God and follow him. Amen. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him? of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. How will the sheep hear the voice of God without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Amen. How shall they preach except they be sent? John chapter 3 verse 34 says for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. Amen. That's the first half of that. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. Amen. And Jesus said, he says, for man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Amen. This is talking about the word that goes forth out of the mouth of God. Amen and that that's the word that sent by God. Isaiah 55:11 So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. A man shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Psalm 107.20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen. So when God sends his word, amen, and he sends it through the preacher that he has sent, he sends his word through that preacher. Amen. He sends the preacher with a word from him and his sheep hear his voice. There's something in that word and there's something in that sheep. Where the sheep will recognize God in that. And it says, His sheep hear His voice. Amen. And then it says, He is able to lead them out because the sheep, uh, in order to be a sheep, we, we follow the voice of God because the scripture says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. So this is key here in being sheep. We have to be able to be led. Amen. We hear his voice and we have to be led. Hebrews 3 and 15 says. While it is said today. If ye will hear his voice. He says harden not your hearts. As in the provocation. Amen. We have to when we hear his voice. We cannot harden our hearts. We cannot be stiff necked and rebellious. Amen. But we have to hear and we have to follow amen we have to deny our own self and our own will at times in order to follow it takes an act of humility sometimes to follow the voice of god because god ain't asking us if we want to do that or not amen he said he sent his word he leads us not we ourselves we are the sheep of his pasture amen it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And sometimes that requires us to deny our own will. Jesus denied his own will. Amen. To go and to fulfill the mission that he had. uh, 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 To die on the cross. Amen. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And if he did it, then we got to do that too. Amen. Okay. Let's go back to uh psalm 23 amen it says the lord is my shepherd and see this is the key this is why i stated first the lord is my shepherd because everything else is as a result of the lord being our shepherd everything else written in here the scripture says that that he already knows what things we have need of that's why in the, in the in the very next part of verse one he says i shall not want because the scripture says that my God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. According to his riches and glory, he's going to supply all of our needs. But first, he's got to be our shepherd. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We can't receive the benefits of the king. That's why the scripture says, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul. And, and it says, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. But we got to be he has to be our shepherd. We've got to be his sheep. Amen. We've got to be born again into the kingdom of God in order to reap the benefits of the kingdom. So first things first. Amen. The Lord has to be our shepherd. Amen. And we've got to be his sheep and we've got to be his people in order to receive his benefits, not just salvation. But the very next thing listed in Psalm 23, I shall not want. It says the young lions do lack and suffer hunger but they that seek the Lord shall not want shall not lack any good thing. Amen. We know every every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above from the from the Father of lights. Amen. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not We've got to be able to be led by him though. Amen. We've got to let him be able to direct our Steps. Amen. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 1, just a few verses here, starting at verse 2. It says, Grace be to you. Actually, I'm going to start at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints. See, this is written to the saints, not everybody, to the saints, those who have been born again, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Filled with the Spirit of God to the saints. Amen, which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse three says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. See, God has spiritual blessings laid up for us in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. According as he hath chosen us in him, we are, we have been chosen in him. Remember he said, he said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Amen. According as he hath, that's why it says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Man, he chose us. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before, before the foundation of the world. Thank you, Jesus. We have been predestinated. That's what the scripture says. And it says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. It was his will to predestinate us. It was his will to save us. It was his will to deliver us. Thank you, Jesus. It says, having predestinated us. Hallelujah. Before the foundation of the world, having predestined, verse five, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. That's why we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. But first things first, we got to be born again. That's why he says. that's why, see, David was a prophet. David knew what he was talking about. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, first thing, Lord's got to be our shepherd. Then, then here comes these benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He said, I shall not want. <laughs> because the Lord is our shepherd, he shall, we shall not want. Amen. He will supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. Amen. Verse two, it says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. It says, he maketh me to lie down. Amen. He'll make us to lie down. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes God will, will will. require us to humble ourselves amen he'll make us to lie down or sit down before he fed those multitudes he said command the men to sit down amen they had to sit down in order to receive what god had for them amen so it says he'll make us he'll make us to lie down in green pastures the good news is we lying down in green pastures a pasture a pasture is a place uh, uh, it's a place where flocks, where sheep can graze, where they can eat, you know, it's a place where there's there's is grass, it's greenery, things for, for, for the flocks to eat. So God will make us to lie down in green pastures, amen? The scripture says how God, he says he will give us pastures according to his own heart, who will feed us with knowledge and understanding thank you jesus so god will make us to lie down in places where we can eat amen Where we can eat where we can be fed as a matter of fact we can feed we can feed on the good word of god he'll make us to lie down in places where we can grow he says "As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby amen he'll make us to lie down In places where he will feed us the word of God. He will feed it to our souls. Amen. He says he leadeth me beside the still water. Here's that that word being led. We have to be able to be led. Amen. They who are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. We have to be led. He leadeth me beside the still water. Look we can make it easy or we can make it difficult. The scripture says the way of a transgressor is hard." amen (laughs) but we can be led we can be led we can submit we can surrender to his leading amen and he'll lead us beside the still waters thank you jesus still waters still waters in our souls still waters amen the 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 scripture talks about the, the ways of wisdom it says his ways are ways of pleasantness and all his paths are peace amen thank you jesus i know mother teaches about she teaches about sweet surrender we can we can we can do a sweet surrender amen <laughs> and we can be led beside the still waters amen because the way of a transgressor is hard amen but we can just we can be led beside the still water That's why he leadeth me see it's our choice to follow or not amen but his will is going to be done we can take the easy road or the hard road amen he leadeth me beside the still waters Verse 3 says, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. Let's see. Let's see. It says, he, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake amen he will lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake see we can't be self-righteous the righteousness of god is faith in jesus christ according to the scripture and so we have to submit to the righteousness of god not our own self-righteousness amen that's why it says leadeth me he leadeth me i don't lead myself he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake amen Let's see here. Passive righteousness. Okay. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 and 14. He says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Remember, Jesus says, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so here he says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Straight means, it means a, straight is a narrow pass or passage. It's narrow. Amen. Straight means narrow, close, not broad. Amen. Another definition of it says strict or rigorous. Amen. There ain't room for flesh, in other words. Amen. It ain't room for our will. Amen. It's about doing His will. Amen. Straight. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. You know, there's the scripture that talks about uh, Isaiah thirty-eight and nine. It says, "And an highway shall be there and a way. This is the way. This is that straight narrow way. And an highway shall be there and a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. This is the way that he's talking about. This is straight as the gate and narrow is the way." it says, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean, that's why, this is why it's straight narrow. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. It says, no lion shall be there. Not talking about no devils. Nor any ravenous beast shall go thereon. Shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. So this way is for the redeemed. Amen. This is for the redeemed. So he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4. Psalm 23 verse 4 says. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. He says. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. A rod. A rod is an instrument of punishment (coughs) or correction or chastisement. This is the rod. He says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort. See, David was able to receive instruction. He was able to receive correction from the Lord. He says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. And a rod, an instrument of punishment or correction or chastisement. Proverbs 22, 15 says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child and we're all children of God. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Proverbs twenty two fifteen, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. We need the rod of correction. We need it in order to drive foolishness from us, in order to drive it from far from us. We need the rod of correction. Amen. So he says, thy rod and and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. And so we know rod, it can be an instrument of punishment or correction of chastisement. We read Proverbs chapter three, verse 11 and 12. It says, my son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. And then it says why in the next verse, it says, for whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son, and whom he delighteth." See, David was able to be comforted by the rod and by God's, by his rod and his staff. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They comfort him because he know that the rod and the staff of God, that correction, that chastisement from God, was really an act, and it is an act of God's love. Amen? It's an act of love. If God corrects you, if he chastens you, if he corrects me and chastens me, when he corrects us and chastens us, we have to know that it is an act of love. Amen? Correction, reproof, rebuke, chastisements, they are all acts of love. Amen. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighted, he deals with us as sons, too. And that's a good thing. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. Okay, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. says, if ye endure chastening. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to go up to verse 5. It says, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Don't despise it when when we get chastened by the Lord. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Meaning if he don't love us, he ain't even going to chasten us. But it says, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening. Now that's key. If we endure chastening. Amen. Because the scripture talks about there's going to be some who don't want to endure sound doctrine. Guess what? Because it includes chastening. Amen. But he says, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? The scripture says over in Psalms, he remembers our frame. He knows that we are dust. That's in Psalms. God knows we got flesh on. Amen. And he knows we need to be corrected. Going back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, look, we didn't, we all done been chastened, amen. <laughs> but if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. See, this is the this is the result. This is the goal. This is what God is after in chastening. It says that we might be partakers of his holiness. Remember, he said, be ye holy for I am holy. So he asked to chasten us so that we might be partakers of his holiness. Amen. Verse 11 says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. It yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Remember, he says he leadeth leads us in the paths of righteousness. This is the way. This is the way. Amen. Reproofs of of, of instruction are the way of life. Amen. Back to verse 11. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward. See, God is looking at the end result. He ain't looking at the the, the here and now. He's looking at the result. He's looking at the end. He knows the end from the beginning. Amen. That's why he's saying, nevertheless, Afterward, that's why he says, "Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof." Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Amen. We got to be exercised in this thing. He's got to exercise. He got to strengthen us. Amen. We got to be built up, exercised thereby. This is this is part of it. It's it's, it's necessary. It's part of the process, the system of God. Amen. And that's why he says, nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Amen. And then I'll read a couple more verses in here. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness. See, here's that word holiness again. Without which no man shall see the Lord. That's why he says straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it amen and we got another scripture that that way and is called the way of holiness because he says follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the lord amen so that's why he said thy rod and thy staff they comfort me see he knew david said it was good for me that i was afflicted that i might learn thy statutes amen amen in another place, he say he, he, he knew that, that it was in righteousness that God afflicted him. David knew it was for his good. Amen. Okay, back to Psalm 23, verse 5. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He says, Thou preparest a table. There is a prepared table god has pre prepared pre means before amen he has he has already cut out a table before us and the table is spread and a feast of the lord is going on but we have to come so we can die amen come and die amen god has a a table prepared for us amen first corinthians 2 and 9 says but as it is written i have not seen nor ear heard, there is a table prepared for us, and we don't even know what all God has got for us spread on this table. Amen. First Corinthians two and nine. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. We ain't even seen it. We ain't even heard it. It hasn't even entered into our heart. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God has things prepared for us who love him. we we'll read from Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. It says, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. Matter of fact, he's talking to the sheep here. This is where he's talking about his, how he separated the sheep from the goats. Look what he has to say to these sheep. Amen. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come. Ye blessed of my Father, he calls the sheep blessed of his Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared from you, from the foundation of the world. God has kingdom, a kingdom prepared from uh, for us that He had prepared from the foundation of the world. Thank you, Jesus. That's why Jesus said, "I go to prepare a place for you." God has a place. He has a place in in society, a place that He has, places prepared for us. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's already been prepared. Amen. So that's why He said, that's why He said in verse 5, Psalm 23, verse 5, Thou preparest a table. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we have a table prepared for us. That God, it says it is the father's good pleasure. It is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It says he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. The children of Israel had a land that flowed with milk and honey. It was already theirs. They had, all they had to do was go and enter in. Amen. And so David said, thou preparest a table before me. And he'll do it in the presence of our enemies. (laughs) He says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my, they'll see it. Amen. But they can't touch it because it's ours. Amen. There's a song says, what God has for me is for me. Amen. And it's already been prepared for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So he says, thou preparest a table before me. Amen. We may not have even touched it yet, but it's already prepared. It's already ready. And it's got our names on it. Amen. Thou preparest a table before me. And it's before me. It's right before me. Amen. It's right before. It's right in front of us. That's why we got to keep pressing. We got to hold on. Amen. Because ta- it's right before us. Amen. He said that the prepared table is right in front of us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, thou preparest a table before me. That's why that's why the apostle Paul said, I forget those things which are behind. Amen. And he said he reached forth unto those things which are before, because before us is the prepared table of the Lord. Amen. The things that God has prepared for us is before us. Amen. And we got to keep pressing in order to press into, in order to step into that land, that good land that floweth with milk and honey in which in which we have those things that have been prepared for us of our father from before the foundation of the world. He says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. In verse 6, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy. And we've been taught goodness and mercy are angels. Amen. That's that's one of the things that we've been taught. Amen. Revelation knowledge and the anointed school of prophets in the prophet's house of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 91, verses 9 through 11. It says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. It says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels more than one. That's why David says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 91 verse 11, for he shall give his angels, more than one, that's plural, angels, charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. God will give his, God will assign angels to each of us. It says, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 91 and 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. In all thy ways. Thank you Jesus. So he says in verse 6. Psalm 23 verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Thank you Jesus. All the days of my life. And I will dwell. Thank you Jesus. In the house of the Lord. Forever. That's good news. Amen. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But. The key is. Thank you, Jesus, which was stated in the very beginning of Psalm 23. The Lord has to be our shepherd. So if anyone is listening and they they do not know and they have not made the Lord Jesus Christ their shepherd, I encourage you, make the Lord Jesus Christ your shepherd. Amen. Make the Lord Jesus Christ your shepherd. And we will uh, just close up with this. Make the Lord Jesus Christ your shepherd. In Acts chapter 2, a man after the Holy Ghost fell and and men heard men speaking in tongues, Peter got up and preached a sermon. And when he finished his sermon, I'm going to pick up in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Actually, I'm going to start in verse 36. He says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. And this is this next two verses What I'd like to leave everyone with. Verse 37, it says, now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? It says, then Peter said unto them, and this is what I say to everyone who may ever hear this, if you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ, your shepherd, Peter said unto them, and I say unto you, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy ghost. Amen. I'll say it again. Then Peter said unto them, and I say unto anyone who hears this, if you have not made the Lord your shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, your shepherd, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And with that being said, I pray that the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers, the readers and the hearers of his word. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that everyone who hear this has been blessed. And I pray the Lord's blessing on you and all those around you and your families. Thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, this edition of the Prophets Hour. God bless.